unfortunately, Asen has passed away, so it is just for me. What do you mean passed away? Right here. He ate all my pickles, so I mean, what I mean is he's going to pass away. Okay, so first off, it's been a week since we posted our last episode, which was last Wednesday. So, shy why we why did that happen? Because uh, you said, oh, let's take a break. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to fight that. I did say that. Okay. So we did that mostly because it's like a, what would you say, self-care in a way. Gave us time to like focus on stuff that we actually need to get done, and which is mainly for me, homework. But who, we're sorry about that. So we're going to try to get back on track and upload some more. So first off, we're going to talk about some movies for Movie Monday and also some news that we just heard about or Cheyenne just showed me just now. So a couple nights ago, um, I believe it was maybe a Saturday. So I guess two nights ago. Anyways, we watched Mystery Men and I was actually kind of hesitant in the beginning because it didn't look like something I would want to watch at that time. Um... But then Asen showed me like a little clip of the trailer for that movie and we watched it. Honestly, it was like the best two hours of my life. Two hours and one minute, actually. So for those of you that haven't heard of Mystery Man, that came out in 1999. That was directed by Kinka Usher. I'm just horribly pronouncing that name. But it had Ben Stiller, uh, Hank Azaria, William H. Macy, along with some other people like Janine Garofalo. Uh, Greg Kinnear, and also, was it Keenan? Or no, his name's Kel from Keenan and Kel. I don't know his actual name, but he was in that movie too. That was a pretty good movie. I really liked it. It had like a 51% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I don't really know why, but uh, let's put your thoughts on it, Cheyenne. I think it puts like a really good spin on what it would be like if there were actual vigilantes. Like, I don't think it would be anywhere near... As cool as it would be to have Batman be the vigilante in your city. This one is just um, made of very absurd characters who have like quote unquote powers and they're like heroes or something like that. But they're like undershadowed, so everyone looks at them like they're losers. Um, which is a moralistic thing. I'm pretty sure if that happened, everyone would be like, why the fuck? Why is somebody carrying around like, you know, s- giant spoons or something? Or like throwing forks, stuff like that. But it was really cool. I would definitely watch it again. I want to find a movie that's like similar to that kind of style. Um, but I thought it was awesome. What did you think? I watched this movie back when I was a kid. So I really loved it even then. I even love it now. And it's really cool. But what bothers me is the Smash Mouth song, uh, All Star. Everyone thinks it was popularized by Shrek, which I kind of get why, because more people saw that. But the, if you watch the music video, you can see that All Star was only made for the movie Mystery Men. You see a bunch of references of like scenes inside the music video, and it's just it's really annoying that people think Shrek is the reason why All Star is famous. I mean, they had the "I'm a Believer" song that they redid for the movie, but All-Star is Mystery Men's movie, <laughs> movie, you know? That's what bothers me, but I really like the movie. 
So the budget for this movie was $68 million, but in box office it only made about $33.5 million. Um, so I think that's probably where everyone thinks maybe it was like a flop. But honestly, for the way the movie was, I think $33.5 million is actually like pretty accurate, I, I gotta say. like th- That's what you would expect for this kind of movie. Um, I don't agree with the 51% though for Rotten Tomatoes, but you know, it is what it is and I am just a person, so. All right, on to the next movie we're going to do. We watched uh, Butterfly Effect, more like Cheyenne watched it and I just did homework in the background, kind of. So the movie was released back in 2004. It starred Ashton Kutcher and it was directed by Eric Bress and what was the other guy's name? J. Mackey Gruber. I don't know how that is. But it had some uh, not some other stars, like some kind of semi-famous stars that you see in other movies, like the guy from uh, Idle Hand, one of the best friends who gets his head cut off. And I think his name was Eldon Henson. And then we also had Ethan Supley, which was a guy that played a lot of, like, overweight characters but now now that he's older he's more focused on fitness and stuff you can see that he was like muscular and all that now but the movie made in the budget was 13 million and in the box office it made 96.8 million and had three sequels which weren't as good as the first one so for the first one shine what's your thoughts i thought it was a really good spin on like time travel in a way um especially with it having to do with like him and his father like his father views it as like a curse and um as you can tell like in the movie his brother not brother his father fucks up his own timeline and ends up in um a hospital where he lives out the remainder of his days um but with ashton kutcher's character uh Throughout his entire childhood, he has, like, these blackouts, and he wasn't sure, like, what what happened during those times. Um, but then he starts writing them down, because that's what his therapist suggests he does. So he starts, you know, having journals for each age and all that. Um, and then when he gets older, he, like, reads back and then realizes that he's, like, traveling back in time, kind of. Not kind of, that's exactly what he's doing, <laughs> but... I gotta say, it was really cool. There was this one scene that made me laugh, though, and it was um, it was Ashton Kutcher's character and Ethan Suffley's character, Thumper. So Thumper's character would try and talk to Ashton Kutcher's character and was like, you shouldn't read the journals. It's gonna fuck you up even more. Like, you gotta relive, relive this stuff. And Ashton Kutcher's character turned to Thumper and was like, you don't know me. I don't even know me. And I gotta say, Ashton, that did not look convincing at all. You look like you wanted to laugh, but didn't because it was a serious movie. Um, I can't take you seriously in that part, but the rest of the movie is pretty good. I gotta say. Yeah, that was kind of weird. But I do like, like you said, the movie's about time travel, but it's just really annoying to see him like travel through his timeline trying to save one person, but he's messing up everything, even keeps going back trying to fix it thinking it would help and it doesn't until one point he gets it to the point where everything's perfect he has a perfect life and he ends up doing something that lands him in jail which was annoying because like if he had just like avoided doing that and just 
stopped himself from doing what landed him landed him in jail, he would have had the perfect life. But no, he did that, landed in jail, and then he had to do everything all over again. But I like how at the end of the movie he realizes that there's nothing he can do to save the person he's trying to save with him being in the life of that person. So he like ultimately figures out that the person is better off without him. So at the end of the movie, he just like leaves him alone and doesn't even give it a second thought afterwards, which it's kind of, it's kind of a nice ending because everyone, you know, lives and everything happens or plays out differently that every, each person or each character has a better life than they had before he figured out he could time travel. So with the whole time travel thing, I even asked Asinus like a couple times, um, like what it would be like to travel back in time. Like, would you be there separate from the person that like your past self, or would you just be in the body of your past self? And in this movie, that's exactly what happens. He's in the body of his past self. I think that's very important, especially because if they did it the other way where he traveled back in time, and, you know, kind of just messed with people and stuff like that while while his past self was there. It wouldn't work because then it wouldn't explain why he was having blackouts, pretty much. It's actually a valid point. So this does kind of represent time travel, like, more realistically than other time travel movies. So I like that, that, that thought. So that's pretty much all we have for the movie. Uh, Shai, would you recommend watching either one of these movies because i would say mystery man would be something i would recommend watching as butterfly effect i'm on a fence about that it's a really good movie but it's like it's not a movie that you would re-watch over and over you can watch it for the first time if you've never watched it but after that i don't feel like it's worth watching again mystery man 100 percent. i think everyone should absolutely watch that at least once in their lifetime with the butterfly effect I mean, if you want to, go ahead and watch it, but I wouldn't put a gun to your head and say, you have to watch this, it's fucking good. It's not that good. But it's okay, you know. So, do with that what you will, but let's get moving. All right, before we go, though, we're going to move on to a little bit of news. So, Cheyenne just showed me a post about Zack Snyder kind of calling out the Warner Brothers for some of the movies that they weren't allowing him to do and the list that he has i'm kind of just shocked that they denied him that because those were some really good ideas off the top of my head the only ones that i remember is sucker punch director's cut i absolutely wanted to see that 100 percent. like i would die for that and then the adam movie and then army of the dead one and two that released on netflix i'm pretty sure everyone knows um what else? I don't remember anything else, to be honest. Oh, and 300 Part 3, I believe it was. Um, honestly, I thought 300 by itself would be sufficient. I think that would do well for everything. But I guess 300 Part 2 and 3 are needed. I don't know. For 300 Part 2, I didn't feel like it needed to be made. Because you know, 300 was pretty good by itself. Even though it left like uh, the whole kind of cliffhanger at the end with what they would do after they they all died sucker punch director's cut it'd be nice to watch like a longer version of director sucker punch because that move the movie was pretty good the stylized action that they had along with like kind of just a whole cool 
other worlds kind of feel that they were bringing with each time they tried to do something big in the movie that was pretty good and i'm excited to watch army of the dead since netflix allowed snyder to kind of make it so i'm waiting on that oh and what i heard on the grapevine is that mortal kombat 2's villain will be quan chi so how do you guys feel about that because honestly i wanted to see shao Kahn, but i'm not disappointed i think quan chi should be one of the characters that are introduced if you guys somehow hint at shao Kahn in the second movie that would be cool too but mostly focus on quan chi because i think that's what everybody wants and I'm pretty sure I said something about Quan Chi. I'm pretty sure it was like the characters I want to see in the next movie. So I'm kind of glad that that was included in the movie. Hopefully it goes through with that and all the other characters that I said that I want, wanted in, wanted to see in the next movie. So we'll keep looking out on that. I am still not over the fact that they just did Kano and Melina just absolutely wrong. That pissed me off a little bit because Melina is one of those characters you want to see in almost all the movies. Like, she's in most of the games. I think practically all of the games, to be honest. But, like, come on now. That was just a waste of potential. Like, you could have had her go against Jade in the second movie. Or introduce Shao Kahn, Quan Chi, and Melina or something like that. But, like, just to not fully use their character to their potential was kind of just a letdown, but it's whatever. It's already done. I'm, I'm okay. I kind of disagree on the Kano part, though. Because I really liked what they did with Kano in this movie. Kind of like just redid his whole character, kind of personality. He's more comedic relief, but you, it allows you to see Sonya and Kano kind of interact a little bit more to get kind of get the feel of why she hates him so much. And then it makes his death more satisfying at the end of the movie because you've seen how they act and how Kano treats everybody and you just kind of just root for Sonya at the end so I kind of like that so I disagree on that but the Melina part yeah I agree they didn't didn't like play her character a little bit more gave her a backstory just not just a few lines here or there or her opening her mouth during her fight because those yeah you know the character's whole personalities on that but yeah i don't know i can see why you would disagree but like he him and sonia have like that kind of weird relationship where she hates him he hates her but he still like antagonizes her a little bit you know and stuff like that but just for him to just die off i I feel like their battle should have been expanded a little bit into the second movie and then that's when she kills him but then it wouldn't explain why she wouldn't have the star i mean not star the tattoo or not the tattoo the fucking the the symbol but she got into the the temple without the symbol so why does she need to have to do all of that just to like train and stuff like that to try and i don't i just don't i don't i don't see like that wasn't even in the tournament it wasn't even a tournament that's what i'm trying to say so it didn't really matter if she beat him or not. It could have been expanded, but it wasn't. Okay, I agree with that, yeah. But, I mean, this whole thing was about the, her getting the the symbol because she's not allowed to be in the tournament unless she had it. And the only way they could get the symbol was defeating the person who already has the symbol. So that's 
why Kano had to die in this movie in order for her in order for her to to acquire the symbol and be able to use Arcana or whatever it is. So that's it for our newest episode now. So if you guys want to follow our blog at understandablyawkward.wordspace.com or check us out on anchor.fm with the link saying anchor.fm slash we are UA podcast. You can find our other episodes over there in any links to the major podcast streaming sites and anything to add, Chai? You owe me pickles. But that's about it, guys. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this. See you guys on Wednesday. Bye-bye.